evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. It is April 22nd. We're here live, broadcasting live from New York City. And it has been a gorgeous, beautiful, fantastic day. And here we are for a special Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. You know, we do the show live. Uh, most podcasts are listened to after the fact. Not too many of them do the show live. I've been doing all my shows live. We're going to start doing some pre-records, but it's fun to do it live. We don't uh, we clean it up if there's some type of issue or some type of technical issue. But otherwise, I like the electricity. I like the energy when we're doing the show live. We have a special guest tonight, Jackie Ruka. She's going to call in in a few minutes, um, and we're going to talk about making the most of your happiness and creating a kick-butt life. I found Jackie on Facebook, friended her, contacted her. I liked what she was doing, invited her on the show. She said yes, and here we are. So we're going to do our Sunday special with her. She's going to be on the air in a few moments. Um, let's just first do a quick overview as to, as to what's going on out there. Um, today was a spectacular Sunday in New York City. Uh, spring is here. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. My son has a, uh, he's in T-ball. He's going to be five years old in May. So he just got in under the, under the five-year-old cutoff that he's going to be five by, I don't know, May 15th or something like that. So he made it by a few days. So it's so fun and so interesting to see these little kids, boys and girls on the same team, which is great. And, uh, learning pace baseball. You know, when kids nowadays, they play soccer, you know, you can just kick and chase the ball initially and there's a goal and that's it. Baseball is, is, is a complicated sport and it's not easy. And I think that's why so many kids have moved on. And it's not a fast sport either. It takes some focus and concentration. When I was a kid, we didn't have T-ball. They started pitching to you right off the bat. Uh, and I was a freak. I loved baseball. I loved everything about it. I watched all the Yankees games on TV. I played all the time. I played in Little League. I thought about it. I carried my glove everywhere. I wore my hat everywhere. And uh, But I think I probably started about five or so, maybe maybe even six. My son, he's just going to be five, and um, he wasn't quite sure what to make of it. When I showed him baseball on TV, he kind of looked at it. And, you know, it's not it's not a made-for-TV sport like football football the field is the same shape as the, the foot the tv screen and it's easy to watch you go from one team as goes marches down the field from one end to the other and then it goes back the other way it's not that complicated but baseball is you got to each pitch and then the batter swings and then they have to adjust their glove on their hand and step out and then it's just a very slow game so if you're four or five years old these little kids it's like wow what am I doing? And uh, so fortunately, we our team has a really good coach because he just works on the fundamentals. He teaches them, okay, get in the ready position. And then you pick up the ball and you throw it to first base. And here's how you run around the bases. And then did a little bit of work on, you know, hitting off the tee. And they started with some running, like you run down to this tree and you run back. And uh, this was our second, uh, second outing. The first one was two weeks ago. And it was freezing cold. The field is down by... Uh, Riverside Drive, uh, 77th Street in New York, and it's right off the water, and it was brutal. And then last week, we got all dressed up and ready to go, and it was so cold and rainy then that they called it off. So fortunately, I checked my email before we got out the door. And today, my son was like, I could tell he had a little bit of a, 
hesitation about the whole thing, but I made sure yesterday we went out to Central Park and I, you know, rolled the ball to him. I figured, let me keep it easy. So I rolled the ball to him, I said, and put the glove on him. Pick it up with two hands, throw it back to me, make like I'm first base. Pick it up, throw it to first base. Pick it up, throw it to first base. Then I had him do some swings, and that was about it. And uh, and all the kids were pretty much at the same level today. I could see a little bit of difference between the first game and the first practice today. But it's so fun to watch these. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe they're a little bit older than toddlers, or they're just getting. They're like little kids now, and uh, just they run. The balls hit, and they all run to the ball, and then. The final now they know how to go first base and you stop on first base and then you go to I was coaching first base today. So stop at first base and then you go down to second base when the next kid goes. And the way they do with the T-ball for the real little kids is they don't do outs. All the kids get a chance up to hit the ball. So everybody goes around, they bat around and then the other team goes first. They have a practice and then they bat around and then the other team gets up and bats around and then they do two innings of that and that's it. But it's a long haul. And by by the, you know, by the end of that time, I could tell my kid was uh, a little guy. He was starting to, he was one, where's my train that he had brought a little mini train with him to the game. And he, he had kind of lost the focus on baseball. And uh, it's really tough to keep kids that age to keep their head in the game. But you know what? The point of this whole thing is it's kind of like how adults are nowadays where focusing. And uh, I'm going to talk about the three things that I think, uh, it's important for toddlers to learn that I've always stressed with my son uh, as part of our guys, guys, guy this evening. So after we have Jackie on the show, uh, we'll go back and do the guys, guys, guys. But let me just uh, say, I'm not going to get into what's going on with politics or, you know, the NBA, they're having their playoffs and, you know, it's seven games for the first round. And there's a couple of days between each game. It's just this, it just keeps stretching out everything and everything and all this build up to the NFL draft and everything. But that's just, just the way it goes. But I'm going to do a uh, guy's guy's guide tonight about three things that toddlers need to know. And I've always stressed these three things to keep it simple for my son. Actually, that should be number four. Uh, but uh, you know what? As an adult, it's important that we do the same thing. So we're going to do that. The guy's guy's guy of the week, the guy's guys of the week are all the moms and dads who, uh, you know, take their kids to uh, little league T-ball and little league and all that stuff, because you know, sometimes, in, especially in New York, you got to hike across town. Uh, if you're in the suburbs, you got to maybe drive to the games and all of that, and you got to stand around there and uh, and uh, help these kids out. But it's great for the kids to get out in the fresh air. And you know, once they get through the whole thing, then it starts the process. It's like you know, when you play chess, the more you play, the better you get, and the more interesting the game is. Or golf, you play golf. I'm a golfer. You more golf I play, the better I get the more the game opens up. Same thing with skiing, same thing with baseball, same thing with writing, same thing with podcasting uh, and so many other things. So, you know, it's like showing up is uh, 80% of life, as they say. And I think in some ways, this is a, there's some truth to that. So anyhow, we're, uh, we're psyched for uh, Jackie being on the show. So what we're going to do now, it's uh, 8.07. We're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to bring on our special guest, Jackie Ruka, and the name of the show is? You're listening to the Guys Guy Radio. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. This is our podcast number 276. Our special guest is Jackie Ruka. 
Uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. I have some interesting bio information. Uh, I like the fact that she blend, has a blend of uh, kind of spiritual-based uh, knowledge and experience, uh, business-based knowledge and experience, and science-based knowledge and experience. She is considered America's happyologist, and she's a certified action success coach. Um, she disrupts the stress to reach success work and life mindset that so many of us here in America go through and it's shifted more to a improved well-being positive habits purpose and fulfillment and i think jackie's on that path from what i read about her as as well as me i've had many years in corporate life uh which i still enjoy but um i'm i'm on my guys guys path and it's uh, opening up in a really nice way and uh you know the monetization is one thing but doing the work and getting helping people get the, their word out there and then putting good words together and good thoughts together and good vibes together and getting good messages out there is just as important. Before uh, Jackie found her science-based, and I'm going to ask her about that, Get Happy Movement, Jackie has been an award-winning marketing and sales pro, launching $100 million in two to $2 billion brands, uh, Fortune 100, 500 companies. She's a trained psychotherapist. She's been quoted in all kinds of types of media, including Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance. And uh, it's all about her knowledge for assisting clients in business, overcoming limiting beliefs, which I think is a, a systemic in our society, and leadership towards creating positive change and authentic leadership. And I want to ask her about that, too, authentic leadership. Her book is Get Happy and Create a Kick-Butt Life, and it became an instant Amazon bestseller. And she draws her teachings on a lifetime of real-world expertise in both business and healthy living uh, to provide specific sustainable guidance to her clients. And she helps keep them focused on the most impactful activities to create the desired life that you want. Good evening, Jackie. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Happy Earth Day. Oh, happy Earth Day. I'm still celebrating 420 from the other day. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, well, that's but it easy wasn't... to do any day. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was, but it was a, uh, it was a beautiful day here. Uh, where Are you in uh, South Carolina, is it? I am. I'm on the beautiful little island of Hilton Head, oh, one of the top good. travel destination, or got voted best uh, destination mm-hmm. last year for vacations. And, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a native New Yorker, so I can relate to your sharing about baseball and getting, uh, you know, through traffic to get to your destination <laughs> and to go find your green patch in, in New York to play baseball. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing here. I, I spent today, we were, you know, we were in the city all day and I spent uh, part of the time at Riverside Park and then we walked along uh, down by the water. And then we walked through Riverside Park on the way back and we stopped at a, at a Bear Burger to have lunch. And then we went through Central Park and found these uh, new opening passages that they have in the north end of the park past the uh, Harlem Mirror, uh, leading up to the, where the Harlem Mirror is. And it's just like, you know, you can't. It's possible to spend a day in nature in New York City. Uh, so anyhow, New York's cool in a lot of ways. But in, uh, after this winter and after every winter, everybody's like, I want to move. So yeah, here we are. They're ready for spring. <laughs> exactly. So welcome yeah. to the show. And uh, what uh, you know, I really like your story, and I see some uh, I see some similarities to kind of where my path. So 
how, what, I know you had something, you had a near car crash and then you had an injury yeah. based on that. And how did, what was kind of that inciting incident that, that shifted you from your path of uh, corporate to more um, spiritual and coaching and uh, science-based uh, happyology? Uh, well, so I had what I call my rude awakening when it was kind of like uh, the perfect storm that took place where I was in the corporate world working about a 60-hour work week, and I had this company car, which was a lemon that just kept breaking down on me. And this, I was living in California when, when this I've, – I've lived in California the past 25 years, so – um, this was taking place there, and I kept my car kept breaking down in the middle of the freeway in in the middle of the day when there's uh, tons of traffic, and mm-hmm. I was white knuckling um, every single day, either on my way to work or you know in the middle of the day or whenever it was, and I worked for this massive, um, very affluent company that refused to fix the car, so. Um, <laughs> I, I was just, yeah. Uh, so one day I was driving seven o'clock in the morning, heading to LAX, you know, just a typical busy mm-hmm. day ahead of me and the car, that's when everything just decided to malfunction. I had no brakes. I had no power steering, nothing. And I was happened to be on the freeway going down a hill into the, into the valley as they call it. And I just decided, oh, hell no, this is not how it's going to end for me. (laughs) So I visualized how the car would not get into an accident and avoid all that from happening and go down a ramp and go through a green light and hopefully slowly the car would stop on the side of the road. Wow, too scary. Yeah, it was very scary. Um, but I didn't know what would happen is that when the, when I did get the car off the freeway and I got that green light and the car slowly stopped on the side of the side of the road in the middle of the valley is it stopped in front of these two eight foot Buddha statues in front of a furniture store. (laughs) And that's how I knew that that was like, you know, the wake up call because all the red flags had been there for a long time, but I just kept you know, ignoring them. I just kept ignoring them. In the meantime, I had a lot of stress in my life, which affected me physically and uh, just did a complete 180, walked away from a six-figure career to save my own life and went on a healing journey. Um, And that's how uh, the spiritual path started and all of my psychotherapy tools and my toolbox, I dusted those off and I decided, you know, when something bad happens to you, or it might be happening for you, and the the best way that I felt I could overcome it was to start helping other people to avoid stress in their lives, to live a more positive life, and that's where I wrote the book, and that book erupted from literally – healing my body at the time in a little town in Santa Barbara where I was living. And um, I went on a path to not just change my own life, but to, to help other people navigate um, their path and have the courage to do what it is that they really want to do and not have mm-hmm. to keep avoiding the red flags. Fantastic. So how, how did you, uh, 
how did you naturally, what were some of the tools? I know you're a, I believe you're a certified <clears throat> masseuse therapist. Massage therapist? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a jack, what of tools trades, jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I went to massage school for many years. Um, I was in the suits for a while. I studied Ayur, Ayurvedic mm-hmm. uh, medicine. Um, I also I just went, went through to medical that last school. year. I went through oh, a whole protocol. Yeah, well, last year, uh, quick story. I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but it's. I think okay. there's so many similarities uh, between us. Um, I, I had a sporadic, uh, my son was one, I was out running, I had pain in my side, I came home, I had to go, incredibly, I was laying on the ground for like six hours at home, and then it was over 4th of July weekend, I finally got to a doctor a couple of days later when I got back to the city, they did a CAT scan, they said, okay, you got a kidney stone, but you got a growth on each kidney, I got robotic surgery, and that gave me my kind of 2.0 moment where I really shifted on, on my path, and one of my guests on Guys Guys Radio, a guy by the name of Dr. Ahmad Gazwami, he's a quantum uh, physicist and quantum healer, and he said you should do Ayurvedic medicine because you want to make sure that your internal environment is right. Um, because my surgeon said, oh, it's sporadic. You know, you're never going to get it again. But um, So I went through the protocol here in New York and, and uh, took months. And, uh, of course, insurance doesn't cover preventative things, but uh, it worked. And uh, my mm-hmm. toxicity level, everybody's toxic, uh, was down 100%. I've never felt better, and uh, I'm a firm believer in it. So sorry to interrupt with that, but I thought it was relevant. No, I think it's absolutely relevant because I um, went through, like you talked about, there's some similarities there because when you're going through a healing process, the first thing people do is, well, they listen to what their doctor tells them, but they don't always listen to what their body is telling them. Right. And when you start to listen to what your body's telling you, instead of masking it with prescription drugs, which, you know, they have their place, but sure. um, I'm much more um, one to want to go the more healthier alternative route first before having to go on some kind of prescription medication and that's what I chose to do in order to heal my own body and um, not just Ayurvedic medicine, but just going on an anti-inflammatory uh, diet. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was a health kick. I really just created a new lifestyle um, primarily. And it was not focused on what um, – physicians were telling me to take as far as medications are concerned. It was the exact mm-hmm. opposite. And I, what would have probably taken me probably more than a year or two to heal, it, it took me um, a much shorter time to heal, um, not through natural supplements, um, natural, organic, healthy mm-hmm. eating, yep. and, you know, Pilates and yoga. Uh, and your environment, because your environment has a huge effect on your mindset. And on your health. And it's like one of the number one ways to switch out your negativity is to change your environment. And where you live and the location you live is um, paramount to uh, your well-being. No, I hear you. So, okay, you go through that. And then um, (laughs) what was the uh, what was the bridge that you crossed to say, okay, I'm going to become somebody who helps these other people and what did you do to get started 
Okay. Well, that's a good question. Help you, you help yourself um, you know, first. I, so you got to be in a position yeah. to help others. So you got that done. Absolutely. You're on the right road. And then what was yeah. kind of the thing that said, okay, now I got to take this to the streets, if you will. Take it to um, the people. So, yeah. So what happened was while I was writing this book, um, uh, and I was living in Santa Barbara at the time where the Santa Barbara Film Festival takes place, which is a very mm-hmm. popular event. Yep. And at the time, um, this new movie was being presented worldwide called Happy. And the Happy movie was being promoted by, not by movie, um, movie theaters or anything like that. It was really being promoted by happiness advocates, people who are um, interested in affecting and making a difference in the world and people's well-being. And so I decided to be a promoter of the movie because it was going to affect the community that I lived in. I didn't know the effect that it would have because I just rented out a huge movie theater with 500 seats in it. And I just decided I'm just going to go big. And I had no idea the effect it would have on my community until until the day the movie uh, happened and over 350 people showed up and people are still talking about that day. They still remember me, my brand, everything about me, my book. Great. Because of just wanting to make a difference in my backyard. And Mm -hmm. um, it just happened to be through the um, process of, promoting um, something that I believed in, which was this happy movie, which is all about positive psychology and um, how people's uh, lives are, um, they could be living in a very destitute environment or, you know, place in the world, but yet their level of happiness is much greater than you would actually realize compared to what we might believe here in a very developed you know, uh, yeah. country with a lot of materialism. So um, if you've never seen the movie, and I'm not trying to plug the movie, I just feel that it really has a huge effect on you, and it's great for kids, especially who are probably eight years and older, mm-hmm. to get a real perspective because it's a documentary. It's, a, it's, a, it's real stories about real people, and um, it's, it's really it's kind of a life-changing movie. So that's okay, how that kind out. of erupted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how that erupted. And then I just started speaking and, um, you know, sharing, uh, go, going on radio shows like yours, um, not not quite like yours, of course, but, um, you know, uh, just being invited on radio shows and started teaching and also ended up helping. It started bridging over to helping people in their businesses um, mm-hmm. and how their businesses may have been um, suffering because their personal life was suffering and their right. financial life was suffering, and it all kind of, you know, um, was no longer working for people. And I started teaching the mindset and the skill set that goes along with the mindset and changing negative habits into positive habits and um Part of this has, you know, mirrors a lot of my marketing and business background as well. So the, the, the I guess, you know, the trio of the spiritual, the science, and the business background um, was there to help 
you know, help and serve mm-hmm. other people to leverage themselves. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, um, uh, happiness. Um, because, you know, that's a word that gets, uh, some people would look at it as a frivolous word, but it's not. And, uh, I, I think the way you're referring to it as, uh, it's like a consciousness thing. It's like, it's a frequency thing. It's a vibration thing. It's, it's not just about ha ha happy where you're watching, you know, a, a 30 minute sitcom. It's about really having internal, uh, joy. And, uh, mm-hmm. if, if that's the case, I would love you to define, uh, you define what your view of happiness is. And also why is it in our culture that it is such an important issue now to help people kind of rediscover their happiness? Okay, so um, so you're totally right on about, um, you know, happiness is not really just an emotion. It really, in my, in my experience and in, even in my background as a psychotherapist, it's a very deep understanding of what brings you joy. And, uh, and that, along with a combination of serving your gifts and your inner purpose, because if part of your happiness is your purpose. And right. if you're, if you're avoiding that or you're not massaging it, then you're really losing your sense of self. And many of us tend to lose our sense of self because our ego becomes mm-hmm. so uh, naturally drawn to the negative and it is up to us individuals to consciously change that out toward focus on the positive um, and how to retrain the brain. Um, And it's not, not only just the vibrational frequency, but um, what I call nevelizing. It's about also tapping into the feelings. You Mm -hmm. might not be good about something right now, but what people don't tend to understand is, and your ego wants to focus and stay on that, but your feelings are just like waves of the ocean. They're going to come and then they're going to go. And a negative feeling is not necessarily going to stay there unless you choose to want it to stay there. You Mm -hmm. have the power and the opportunity and the choice to change that out towards substituting it with something that is positive and that might be more difficult for some versus others. But when you understand and have a little bit more um, recognition of what your inner joy entails and you're encouraging it um, and you're fostering it, then you are truly fostering your authentic power and your authentic leadership and mm-hmm. not recognize and, and, and not, not, fostering your fear because I think some people get caught up in what is their fear and sometimes your power is really what you're thinking is fear and people tend to be more afraid of their own power um, by believing it's fear and recognizing that you're more powerful than you realize and you're much stronger than you than you realize and you're much more resilient than you realize and all the negative gunk and toxicity that might be going on around you um, there's a lot actually a lot more positivity going on in the world um, than there is negativity right 
you know, we, uh, you're from the marketing world and I'm from the marketing and advertising world and we make our living on people, uh, convincing people that they, you know, there's something missing, uh, consumer wise. And then we fill the void with uh, demand fill, you know, with you given the product. But, you know, if you look right. at all the ads, things about, uh, particularly now because the, uh, pharma and the banks have taken over and insurance have taken over so much of the advertising versus just regular consumer goods. It's like, you know, you have this this chronic illness, you take this drug, and then if you have those symptoms, you take this this pill. And here's you know here's the problem with your insurance. You know that car crashed into the. I saw one ad today that's just so disturbing. Like two two people are driving along in cars, and one car didn't have the right brake pad, so the other car went right into the tractor trailer. Thank goodness she, this other woman had you know made sure she had the right kind of brake pads, like. Like you're going to know who, what kind of brake pads you have. But uh, anyhow, so we, you know, we are bombarded with all these uh, messages from the media that are telling us we, we lack. And uh, to your mm-hmm. point, which I 100% agree with, is that people and all the spiritual teachers I've had on the show have said the same thing. You have a lot more power. People have a lot more power than, the, than they think they do. So let me, let me pivot that to... You know, when you're working, you're doing the, you know, the individual work. And I want to know mm-hmm. two things. One, your your tips for the, our listeners, like what are some of the things they can do to get started to kind of, quote unquote, get happy, number one. And two, mm-hmm. if you if you take the step back, because you do a lot of the little things, that of course, they're going to work. But I, is it? This is my question to you, Jackie. If you take a big step back and if you look at life and the, the world from a really, really macro, macro uh, position where like, okay, we are souls or whatever in human that come into human bodies and things keep going after death and all of that. If you, if you really believe in that, the, mm-hmm. it, the, the day-to-day stuff is not as bothersome because you're playing a really long game. It's not like I have to think about, oh, I have X amount of time left because theoretically you're on this journey that you're going to keep going for quite a long time and you've been on this journey for a really long time, but most people are un- totally unaware of have, or have suppressed it. Sorry, I threw a lot at you, but that's okay. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think what you're saying is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience right. and because we're on this earth right now and we are having a human experience, there's, a number of ways in which you can can look at this and and I'm just going to give you the positive psychology take on it because it's based okay. on science and science is yep. um based on studies and facts and we can get into the spiritual side of things in a second but as far as the positive psychology side of things is is that what you are born into, meaning, you know, the skin that you, you have, the, um, the, the environment you were born into, the family you were born into, you have no control over that. But, but you do right. have control over about 50% of your level of happiness. In other words, you have the control to uplift your life. And, mm-hmm. um, so you could take the downward spiral or you can take the upward spiral because you're hundred percent responsible for you. No one else is responsible for you or your feelings or your actions. So therefore, because you have 50% of the ability to 
um, up-spiral your life in your mind and your thoughts and your actions and everything you choose to do, then yes, all the little itty-bitty stuff that you might think you need to do or that might be bogging you down or might be pulling you in or might be sucking you dry is, um, is, not in, a, is in most cases non-emergent. It's about the, the amount of energy you want to give it. And you don't have to, you, life could either flow because you decide you want to go downstream or life could be hard because you decide you want to paddle upstream. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose. And, you know, as far as the, um, you know, afterlife or that we're going to be moving on to another life, uh, which I do believe we, mm-hmm. yes, I, I totally believe that we are because death is really just a part of life. And that is why your purpose and everything that you decide to do in your life on a daily basis is so important. How the moments that Mm -hmm. you want to create, the significance that you want to offer, the value that you want to give is based on what makes you, you. I mean, there's only one you. You're unique. Nobody has your fingerprint. Nobody has the style in which you go about doing your secret sauce to whatever it is that you do. And people could try to copy it all they want, but they're still not going to be able to dance like Michael Jackson dances, Mm -hmm. or they're still not going to be able to, you know, shout like, you know, Oprah Winfrey does, or, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever you might inspire toward. So, you know, that's why your purpose and recognizing what your purpose is, is, is so um, valuable to, um, your level of happiness, but your level of happiness is also, you know, it could be, it can be infinite if you choose for it to be infinite. Um, and just by based on how you want to spend your energy and the meaningfulness that you want to put behind, mm-hmm. um, you know, the things that you do or the things that you buy. I mean, uh, there's so much that I don't buy anymore than I may have. 10 years ago because not only do they not have meaning but I'm learning that living a simpler life is so much more meaningful the Mm -hmm. less junk I have the more I appreciate what I have the more grateful I am for um, you know the things and the people in my life does that make any sense uh, that's a fantastic answer I love hearing that now one of the great things about having my podcast is I get I get to I get to learn from my guests and uh, thank you. That was fantastic. And I hope the listeners really let that soak in because it's important. Now, uh, speaking of purpose in today's culture, Mm -hmm. also a couple of things are happening with guys. um, You know, it's tough to be a guy right now and uh, that's no excuses for men's men's behavior. But um, you know, you've got young guys who are kind of caught between the MMA and manscaping and they're not sure what's going on. And now with dating and everything and me too, there, I was just talking to another psychologist the other day and she said, the guys are petrified. They don't even know what's going on. And then you have the boomer guys and the Gen X guys who they define themselves, a lot of them, uh, and a lot of my friends through their money and their job title, yet they're kind of, they're kind of looking for more, but they're not doing anything about it. Um, so they just keep going on that hamster wheel. And, but, but on the other hand, women are on this more of a straight, track of achievement and um, long overdue recognition. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And so you work with to, with a lot of women, empowering them. How do you how do you view the whole um, landscape, if you will, with men and women, and where where they're going, and how how they can both how they can both benefit because and live happily, if you will, because right. um, you know for guy, the whole guys guy thing is about when where men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. The guys guy mm-hmm. brand and the radio podcast. It's not about beer and boobs and all of that it's you know of course men like both of those but it's it's about raising consciousness and living the best life for everybody so everyone wins yeah this is a really hot topic right now and um you know with the me too world and Mm -hmm. where does that leave men and i think the, there's the good, the bad, and the and the ugly. And you know, yes, the good is that women have have definitely are feeling much more powerful in who they are and not feeling like they're not enough. Um, unfortunately, it I feel that some men, quality good men, are being left behind, and I think it's really up to women us women to bring them along <laughs> with mm-hmm. us. Um, not that there aren't men who are not going to women's marches because there are, there's plenty of husbands and boyfriends and brothers and, you know, uncles and going to, you know, women's marches, which is a beautiful thing and, uh, and a lovely thing. Um, and, and I've also found that, and I might get a little deep here, but I also have found that the men who are very comfortable with themselves mm-hmm. are also men who either have had a very strong woman in their life, whether it's a mom or lots of sisters, and felt very comfortable around women. Um, and then there's, you know, men like you're talking about who are, um, I think, a little bit more ego-driven based on their title in the world and their the size of their bank account. And you know, some women are very attracted to that. <laughs> sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, I think because we are going through a major growth spurt um, in in this type of, you know, in this particular genre, that I think everybody's taking a closer look at themselves and being much more mindful of um, who they are and what they say and how some things may have, you know, a derogatory or negative um, connotation, even though it may not intentionally have been that way, and in some ways it may have. Um, and so, you know, as far as coming together and, you know, living happily ever after, um, I think it's about not just – one, it's about communication, which is starting to happen more and more. But I think the question that people have to start asking themselves is what is your why? What is your why? Because your why is your reason, Mm -hmm. it's your motivation and it's the emotion behind your what. And without that emotion, you won't have the energy to make changes that are needed to achieve your what. So if your what is I want, I want to be in love with a dynamic woman or dynamic man then ask yourself why and what does that look and feel like for you? Um, and then you have to ask yourself, you know, whatever it is that I'm aspiring toward 
and also want in my life is a, a reflection back onto you. Whatever it is that you want, you've got mm-hmm. to reflect that back. So, you know, you, you, whatever it is that you want, well, what are you bringing to the table to make that a um, balanced, happy, healthy um, uh, relationship? Um, because, you know, you know, women may want one thing, um, and may, men may want another thing, but really the premise underneath it all is also about your love language and understanding each other's love language because I think there's a huge misunderstanding yeah. of other people's love languages. And, and I love that book, The Five Love Languages. If you haven't, haven't read it and you want to learn more about what your love language is and if you're trying to you know, learn more about the person that you're attracted to and become much more, uh, have a much more fulfilling relationship, learn their love language. Um, because that can make, uh, that can make a world of difference from not communicating to being back, to going back to being each other's best friend and, mm-hmm. you know, best lover. Um, but, you know, communication, love language, all of that is just so super important i think a lot of the many many years that women have felt suppressed um and not really feeling appreciated for who they who they are is also a reflection of us women not taking care and loving ourselves more um and now that we have the the i think the new highway to uh tapping into our power without having to forgive ourselves for it is um, is really um, can really foster some really powerful relationships and family lives and um, um, coupleism in a way that is probably so vibrant and um, way up there on the paradigm that um, we're not even really looking at that close enough because we're still mm-hmm. focused on the on the muck and the junk. And, right. you know, we can now go beyond that now, like, okay, let's go through the forgiveness now. And, <laughs> and you know, those men who did what they did, who were, you know, um, not, you know, very nice to women – they need to go figure out their why. They need to go redefine themselves. Um, they need to go heal them themselves. And yes. we as women need to have a level of forgiveness um, because if those men are truly wanting to, you know, recognize that what they did was not, um, you know, obviously it wasn't positive and it wasn't serving any kind of purpose except, except for their own, you know, egocentrism. Yes. Um, then, you know, go heal yourself. Go do something with that. Um, and, you know, recreate yourself in a way that, um, you know, we as women want to forgive you. We want to forgive those men. Um, and that would be probably a fantastic level of closure um, in in many, many ways for these gaping holes uh, for women who have suffered some really horrendous stuff. 
Yeah, uh, that's a great answer. I didn't I didn't want to take you off uh, me too tangent. I so I, I apologize if I did, but I think it's relevant to what we're talking about is like how do we because it because it applies to happiness and I think you know with men and women are going to have to get along and if 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 both of them are going to be happy, they're going to have to have to find individual uh, their wise and individual happiness. I always I've been telling guys who talk to me about me too. It's like, you know, my opinion is guys, you know, all right, you're not Harvey Weinstein. You didn't do the things he did, but we have to pay some type of price for that. And the price is not a bad price. It means just listen, just keep quiet and listen to what uh, women have to say. You know, if to me, it's never been a better time to be a guy. If you're a real authentic an authentic leader, like you say, in your book, um, it's never been a better time to be a guy and it's never time been a better time for guys to be whoever they want to be yet. It's never been right. less clear who men really are. So if guys can wrap their heads around that and just be themselves, be comfortable in their own skin and treat women the way they would treat their best friend with respect, have fun, have uh, casual confidence, unassuming strength, uh, some type of a seductive integrity you know, be a, be a good guy, be a guy's guy. Things will be okay because you'll stand out from the crowd also. And, uh, that's how I think guys can get towards their happy zone. But, um, let me ask you this, Jackie, when somebody comes into you, what's the most, um, I don't want to say popular, but the most frequent, uh, issue they come to you and they say, what, mm-hmm. what are most people? I'm sure there's a, you know, there's a pig and a Python group of people who come to you and say, mm-hmm. Jackie, help me with X. Yeah. Um, okay, so well, it's I do I do have male clients, by the way, too. But so it's two different sure. um, things that are going on for women. It's usually self doubt and lack of clarity of direction, and imbalance, a lack of balance, not being able to handle their schedule, um, not getting things done, not feeling productive, lacking accountability. For men, um, the men that I've um, usually worked with are going through a major life change, whether mm-hmm. it's a divorce um, or a transition from um, a career uh, towards something that they are ready to move toward, um, but still going through some leftover stuff, whether it is from a relationship, um, money story, um, you know, mm-hmm. a story related to something that really wasn't quite solved or uh, some conflict without any resolution uh, in order to move forward. So basically um, overcoming limiting beliefs and some of the blocks that might be Got going it. on. Okay. Um, okay, we, we've gone through this, gone so fast. Let's talk about, I want uh-huh. you to get a chance <laughs> to talk about your book and what, what's going on with you right now and where people can mm-hmm. find you. So talk a little bit to us okay. about your book and then we'll move into your, you know, the website and the programs that you're promoting. Okay. So the book at happy and create a kick about life, it is an actual toolbox. There's lots of, you can flip through any part of the book um, to focus on something that you would like to solve or resolve. So there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different material in there that you can use to get a result. Uh, you can find the book um, on, at Barnes & Noble, The Nook, uh, Kindle, Amazon. Um, I think it's even sold in Walmart now. <laughs> now. Um, Great. So the book is, is you know, readily available. And um, 
What I'm uh, so I would say I would recommend going to Amazon if you want to um, sure. get the Kindle or download. Um, and what I'm doing now, right now, is I've got a couple of different things happening. Right now, I have a master class um, called Elevate, and this is really for the person who's CEO, person who's in business. Um, it is a combination of business strategy and um, boosting your energy naturally and confidence and time management and it's primarily bottom line how to work less and make more um, very simple success path uh, and you can learn about that at my website uh, and another program that I'm doing is the passion to prosperity which is those who have a deep passion for going on to a new they're going through transition, wanting to do something new or different, not sure what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Passion to Prosperity program is very valuable. It really will set you on a whole new, um, a whole new path of your life. And usually people who get involved in that program are also usually changing their lifestyle, um, wanting to either relocate, um, start a lifestyle business or start doing something that they've always enjoyed but don't know how to make money from it. Um, And um, if you want to just get started with me, then there's a game change plan that we do, which is about 90 minutes. And if you just want to just see if we're a fit, then we, I offer a clarity breakthrough session, which is absolutely free. It's complimentary and it's, basically um, just talking with you to learn more about what's going on with you, where you want to be um, from where you are now, and um, setting up some solutions, some tips, some action steps, and we're, you know, moving forward from there. Excellent. Okay. Well, listen, um, it's, it's a pleasure meeting you, and I have so many more questions because you've written all these articles, <laughs> Common Money, Beliefs That Hurt, Strategies to Live a Happier Life, where HR mm-hmm. is going wrong. I want to talk about that, reasons Americans are unhappy, uh, how the happy brain leads to long, longevity. So maybe we, can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe we can do it again sometime. Would you like that? Sure. I would love to do a second, second series with you. And I'd love Great. to learn more about what guys are thinking too because I, I, I'm always interested in hearing about what the opposite sex has to say. All right, good. Well, listen to Guys Guys Radio, and uh, you'll learn all about it and more. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely, listen. I will. Oh, I all have right, a well, gift thanks. if anybody oh, wants, okay. to, wants sure. it. Oh, okay, sure. Put it out there. Um, it, it's, um, it's a very quick downloadable guide called Five Mind Shifts Dot Today, and that will help you to create a happier mindset. It's a, very much of an action guide. And where can they get that? Just go to http mm-hmm. dot double dot five mind shifts dot today. Great. Okay. All right, everybody. Fantastic. All right. Well, Jackie, it's a pleasure to meet you and I really learned a lot today and I hope our audience did also and you're lovely to speak with and uh, I really like how you packaged everything, uh, uh, the spiritual, the business and the science and I think you're doing great work and thank you for coming on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you, Robert. It was a pleasure. All right. Good. Okay. We'll talk again. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right.
Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to do a real quick guys, guys, guide because I like to do it once a week, and I'm going to do it based on some of the, the teachings I've given my toddler that are applicable to adults, too. So we'll be right back in a, sh- a jiffy. The Guys Guide Radio. Okay, we're back. And we're going to do our guys, guys, guide. And uh, this is the three things, the three rules I made when my son was about two years old. And I, I even reminded him today because uh, today when we went to do the whole baseball thing, he was having a hard time focusing for a long period of time. And all the little uh, boys and girls were also because it was like two hours and they were doing drills and running. And then they were playing this game that they had to learn how to game and how do you throw and what's the, you know, how do you move your body to throw and lift your arm up and step forward and then how to swing the bat and, you know, chop down at the ball and how do you, but anyhow, the kids kept getting distracted and kind of falling off place. And I find for adults, Need a reminder of these three things also. So, uh, number one, drum roll, please. This is the guy's guy's guide to tips for toddlers that work for adults too. Watch, number one is watch where you're going. Watch where you're going. It's amazing. You walk down the streets in New York and people are staring at their phones. They, the second they get off the subway, they're, they're, they're got their fingers going, typing on their phones while they're walking up the stairs. They can't wait till they get outside. People are not are just all over the place. And, um, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of activity going on there. So if you're a little kid, especially and especially in a big city, you got to watch where you're going. Keep your eyes focused straight ahead. You can stop and smell the flowers, of course. Um, But uh, if you want to get get from point A to point B, you kind of have to watch where you're going. And uh, I think adults uh, need to do the same thing as part of that. We'll do number two building on that bigger issue, broader issue, important for guys particularly. And that is pay attention. You know, how many people do you know who just don't pay attention or just never learned how to pay attention? Everybody's doing four things at the same time. So not only are they not watching where they're going, they're not paying attention. And I think men, including myself have fall victim to not paying attention when we've been in the uh, dating and relationship uh, scheme because, uh, women pay attention better than guys do. They pay attention to the little things. They can tell if you're in a good or a bad mood, if you had a bad day or not. And guys are usually just thinking, we're thinking about ourselves. And, uh, once we get over that and start reading between the lines and picking up the subtext and really listening to our partners, our female partners, things have a way of getting a lot better. So paying attention uh, helps, and uh, listen, it helped my little guy today playing ball. I'm like, Sky, you got to pay attention. Pay attention to the coach. The coach is speaking now. This is not the time to look the other way or draw pictures in the sand. Coach, coach is talking now. Team, teamwork, guy. Number three, do one thing at a time. Perfect example of that. Once again, uh, playing ball today. A lot of kids were, you know, they were doing, their mind was elsewhere. They were doing two things instead of, you know, baseball's got a lot of parts to it. Life has got a lot of parts to it. You got to do one thing at a time and then things start to, and you got to show up and be there. So doing one thing at a time, whether you're a toddler or an adult, 
I find a lot of times I'll look at my list of stuff. Oh, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, a, I'm like an octopus, as I'm sure most of us are. Sometimes we have to take a step back, take a deep breath. As Jackie said, ask ourselves, what's the why? And that should drive the decision as to our action. But say, okay, what do I want to do? Why do I want to do it? And pick one thing. You need a tip of the spear and, uh, and go behind that and make it happen. So uh, doing one thing at a time. That doesn't mean we don't need to know how and it's nothing, there's something wrong with multitasking. But if you're going to multitask, you still have to focus on each individual task at the, at, at, the, on, at, at the same at one task at a time. You can be you can move from task A to task B, but you really want to follow each task mindfully. You want to be present. And that's really the learning there. So anyhow, that's our show for this evening. That's our Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. We're going to be back this Wednesday with a really a great author and a, a terrific writing teacher, Charles Salzberg. He's got a, a new novel called Second Story Man. It's just coming out now. He's been on the show before. And uh, he is a terrific writer, and he's really helpful to other authors. He's been helpful to me and a lot of other people I know. So we're looking forward to that. That's Wednesday. That's going to be at 7 p.m. And until then, I hope you have a great week, a great spring. And remember, guys, guys, finish first.